G'day folks, I'm Billy Pinnell. Thanks for joining me on The Music Show for this special edition. Born in Detroit, Michigan in 1942, singer-songwriter Rodriguez recorded two albums in the early 70s, Cold Fact and Coming From Reality, neither of them finding an audience in the US. Virtually unknown in his own country, by the mid-70s, his albums were becoming extremely popular in South Africa and Australia. He toured Australia in 1979 and 1981 when he appeared at the Tantalorn Festival in New South Wales with Midnight Oil, Swanee, Split Ends, Moving Pictures, Sunny Boys, Broderick Smith, Kevin Burrich and Men at Work. After that, he virtually disappeared until in 2012. His story was told in the Academy Award-winning documentary Searching for Sugar Man. Since then, he's toured the world, including Australia, and was to return for Blues Fest in 2019 before having to cancel due to ill health. Late in 1981, I had the pleasure of talking with Rodriguez, and I'd like to share our conversation with you on the music show. Hi, Rodriguez. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Look, thanks for your time. I really appreciate you giving me a call. Hey, listen, listen, for sure. Okay. Look, first of all, welcome back to Australia. Uh, I was here in 79, and I'm, I'm, I'm here again. Great. At least musically speaking, it's sort of like a second home to you, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's a very special place because of the fact that that's the only place that I, I've played all of the music that I recorded in 69 and 71, and so I, uh, it is a special place. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't play in the States. I, I haven't played since 79, so uh, um, basically, you know, it's just us that's listened to it, so I'm, I'm here to play it. Great. So how did you enjoy the Tantalorn Festival? That was that was a. I think it was a. Uh, well, it was a, it was quite a picnic, and it was saying a lot for management of these things. And uh, I, I consider it a remarkable privilege to play at Tantalorn. Uh, it was I was the only American group out there or person there or whatever. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, I consider that a remarkable privilege. And uh, I got a chance to see the Australian uh, talent, and uh, I saw about ten of the acts. And uh, so I, I, it was a real special time for me. Um, have you played before a crowd as big as that before? Oh, never. That's uh, uh, that's only my 17th uh, concert, uh, you know, time out with this, uh, with this album. So. Yeah. I was just listening to the to the new live album you've released in Australia just I in the last... I haven't heard it. <laughs> haven't you heard it yet? No, I haven't heard it. I got a copy in, uh, in Sydney and uh, and I checked it, checked out the liner notes. I thought they were real nice. And... Uh, I, um, uh, anyway, I, no, I haven't heard it. I, you know, there was no photograph. I didn't play it, right? but I haven't heard the production or anything on it. Uh, I can recommend it. It's very good. Okay, thank you. No, really, I haven't. I haven't heard it. And uh, and uh, like I said, in Sydney, I was given my first copy, and but I'm I'm certainly going to check it out. Uh, um, does it capture it? I, I, it was it was quite a time uh, doing that during the first time tour, and I was. Uh, I they were taping from the, from the, from the concerts and I I had I've been I was told they were going to do some of it but I uh, anyway I'm looking forward to listening to that too. <laughs> Are they from various concerts during the tour? Yes, I believe so. I, it's uh, I uh, probably mostly from Sydney though because that's where they were they were uh, set up. But uh, I I, couldn't, I don't know which songs were cut from what uh, yeah. cities. I was enjoying listening to one of your songs. Um, it's called a most disgusting song, and you mentioned during the song about some of the unusual venues that you've played. Like you mentioned, you've played homosexual bars and hooker bars, and you mentioned playing at motorcycle funerals. Okay, I, I did a uh, I did one in Detroit right, for a group uh, a group called the Penetrators, and uh, it was a uh, 
but he came over to my house and, and asked me if I, I would play it, and I said, yeah, you know. Uh, and so I just uh, we took it out, and uh, it was it was a, a time uh, I uh, I had just picked up the guitar, and uh, I broke the guitar on the tombstone and gave it to the guys whose brother who was the deceased, and they thought it was a real nice gesture. And I was I was moved that they asked me, you know, and uh, I'm instantaneous like that, you know. And the thing is that uh, yeah, that was that was for a group called the Penetrators in Detroit. And somewhere else unusual you played too was um, Pentridge, the the prison in Melbourne when you were here last right, time. Right, and that was uh, uh, um, one of the most requested uh, artists in, on prison radio at that at that particular place, and they asked me to play it, and so yeah, I, I, I certainly wanted to. Uh, uh, they called the booking agent and asked if I would play it, and so uh, yeah, that was yeah that was. How can you describe the is reaction it, you got there? Is, is it is it a different sort of reaction from from a usual audience? Well, we I, I just did that as, with a guitar and uh, and uh, you know just a vocal from guitar. There was no band, and it was uh, it was it was I think it was a uh, response. You know, it was, it was a good response. Yeah, it was it was. A good response. Mm. Now, when you were contacted prior to your first visit. Uh, we got the word back in Australia that you'd retired from performing. Is is that true? Well, I I haven't. Uh, you know, I had uh, released those albums out, and uh, the company had gone under, and uh, and I just thought it was there was nothing else. Uh, you know, there was nothing going to happen with it for me. So I just uh, I went back to school, and I uh, I and then I started running for public office. <laughs> I've run for uh, state legislature and uh, state representative in, De in, De in Detroit, and I've run for city council and, and as as fresh as September the 15th I ran for mayor of the city of Detroit and I'm a five-time loser <laughs> I didn't you know I didn't uh, I just get uh, some votes but I, I get a chance to make statements uh, from from you know petitioning and, and uh, getting on the ballot and and then they ask me my point of view and I and and those things that I, what had these are things I've been doing and you got involved in some uh, social work too, is that right? Uh, well, yeah, jabbing around. I've been, I was working for a federal program in the city of Detroit, uh, a child development program. I've uh, done all kinds of gigs. Though. I mean, I've, uh, I was, uh, I spent nine months in Denver, and I was uh, doing dishes. I was washing dishes in, in a, yeah, in a, in a, uh, in a restaurant there. And uh, let's see, I've done, all, I've driven trucks and stuff like that. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, you know, like that. I just. Yeah. I don't play in the, in the, in the States. I'm just basically, uh, it's, it's uh, you know. Well, because you've been accepted so well um, in Australia, has it given you an incentive to sort of go back home and get really involved in recording and performing again? Well, I, I do want to do a studio album. I'm not, uh, I, I'm, I'm still polishing up my performances. You know, I'm just, uh, and with that long gap, I'm just, you know, just, just start up again. It's uh it's been my a staggered career kind of thing, but uh, that's uh, life ain't chronological anyway. So I mean, it's just uh, uh, that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, uh, so you know. Yeah, I am. I do want to do some new material, but uh, and there'll be a studio album though. It's you know that's uh, and I have worked on it. I presented some of the stuff to to various people, and you know they check it out. And they, I think that. Response has been good. You know. Do you find it easy to write songs, or is it a bit of a chore for you? Uh, it's 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 uh, sometimes the lyrics come first, and, and sometimes the uh, the music's there before the the, the words. Uh, and it just happens sometimes. I mean, I have good days where I do three three new numbers, just pieces of three new numbers, 
and I've always, I, I'll always play, you know, I, I'm always going to uh, play, and the thing is that I'm hoping to get the material necessary for a new album. Uh, when you mentioned Disgusting Song, I think that was one of my strongest efforts, and the thing is that was, uh, I, I recorded that in London, England on this reality album, and uh, when they heard that initially, they said that the guts had been cut out of the second album because it was not as, as harsh, say, as the first one. And to me, Disgusting Song was like a transition, you know, it was one that they could identify the materials, you know, like uh, from the first album, yeah. And yeah. It's, uh, but there was other cuts on there, I think, of you and uh, To Whom It May Concern, which, which uh, I think people... Hello? Yes, go on. Uh, uh, well, if they heard it, they would say, well, you know, he's a full writer, and that uh, it's not always so heavy on the lyrics, you know, it's more like uh, different thoughts on that. Yeah. See, the big mystery in Australia is, is why you haven't had more success in America because, I mean, take a song like Can't Get Away, it's very strong lyrically, it's got a great melody line, you would think a song like that would be a good choice for a single, and people are amazed to hear that you've had not a lot of success in America. No, I, I, I don't I understand that either. Uh, my only feeling was that the, we didn't have distribution down, you know, and then uh, it's very, it's, it's a, uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people in the, in the, in the industry just to, uh, I don't know how many albums uh, these stations receive a week, but it's, it's, pretty, it's quite a lot, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't understand it either. But uh, uh, it's, it's great. I mean, uh, you know, it's great that it happened this way. You know, it just, uh, I, I don't, I don't understand it either. I guess it was getting too close to them or something. But they'll get an update. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think when that, I, th you know, I'd like to see this live album released in the states, just to uh, uh, bring that update. Well, I, was, I was going to ask you that if if the album did get released in America, maybe maybe that's the impetus you would need to get involved again in recording. And if the album did get play in America, then that could be just a nice way to introduce the next studio album. Right. I. I. I but I would present it to Australian audiences first. You know, uh, whatever effort comes out. You know, I for sure I would. Uh, I've gotten all my support. Uh, and really, the, I, the you know it was a goal for me to get recorded to. Start doing performances, and the thing is, it's all balanced out now. You know, I, uh, you know, and they'll get the update. <laughs> That's good. Look, I was also keen to ask you when you first started getting involved in music. Were there any particular artists that you listened to very closely, either on the radio or records that you bought? Um, I'm I, I, I just influenced by by uh, by it all in general. I just uh, I play by ear, and uh, I just uh, I stumbled on you know. Uh, on the music, just, uh, but I'm sure, you know, environment, everything, you know, I just let it open, I open up the channels, man, you know. Yeah, most of the songs, lyrically, anyhow, seem to be of experiences because a lot of the things that, that you write about are things that you would observe by living in the places that you did, and a lot of songs that are do with street people, and I guess those would be your main inspirations. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, what, what, the things around me, yeah, basically, and uh, I, I noticed they do a lot of comparing and things, but uh, I think uh, it's independently invented. You know, I mean, that's you know, that's uh, you know, that's, you know, that's well, I feel that way. <laughs> it, it, it occurs. It's just like a, uh, it occurs independently. You know, I mean, it's uh, isn't that better to be considered um, unique and, and an individual rather than say, oh, he sounds like so and so. Okay, uh, the thing about Tanner Lauren is, I mean, I, it's, here I go. <laughs> it's just that. 
to use it, it was unique in itself. And the thing is that to describe it, uh, that it was, it reminded someone of such and such a place in New York. You know what I mean? It would, you know what I mean? It, it was unique in itself. And so I'm doing a comparative here. It's like, uh, instead of saying it like this, hey man, it was just like Woodstock, man, and there was a lot of hippies there, man. You know, like that, it was tantalon, you know, it was a, and so like, uh, about the music, I feel the uh, same. You know, it was. Uh, I, I can, it's. Uh, uh, well, I, I don't know if I'm just something individual. Yeah, yeah, like that. It's. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, <clears throat> I've been called uh, an artist, you know, and like that. It's. Uh, well, Melbourne's very anxiously waiting for you to come down for your concert on October the 26th. If there's any chance of you popping into the studio and saying hello, I'd love to meet you in oh, person. Oh, really? I hope so. And it's. it's uh, and thanks. For the interview, really, I just uh, really across the havoc, you know, the best of luck, really, you know. Well, thanks for your time, Rodriguez, and I really look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks for the review. I've played every kind of gig there is to play now. I've played faggot bars, hooker bars, motorcycle funerals, in opera houses, concert halls, halfway houses. Well, I found that in all these places that I've played, all the people that I've played for, the same people. So if you listen, maybe you'll see someone you know in this song. A most disgusting song. The local Diddy Bob pimp comes in. Acting limp, he sits down with a grin. Next to a girl that has never been chased The bartender wipes a smile off his face The delegates cross the floor Curtsy and promenade through the doors And slowly the evening begins There's Jimmy Bad Luck Butts Who's just crazy about the me sloppy at weekend sluts Chalking is a lawyer in the crumpled up shirt And everyone's drinking the detergents that cannot remove the hurt While the mafia provides your drugs Your government will provide the shrugs and your National Guard will supply the slugs. So they sit all satisfied. And there's old Playboy Ralph, who's always been shorter than himself. And there's a man with his chin in his hand, who knows more than he'll ever understand. Yeah, every night it's the same old thing Getting high, getting drunk, getting horny At the in-between Again And there's a bearded schoolboy with a wooden eyes With every scented skirt whispers of in size and there's a teacher that will kiss you in French 
who could never give love, could only fearfully clench. Yeah, people, every night it's the same old thing. Getting pacified, ossified, affectionate at Mr. Flood's party again. And there's the militant with his store-bought soul. There's someone here who's almost a virgin, I've been told. And there's Linda, glassmate who speaks of the past, who genuflects, salutes, signs across, and stands at half-mast. Yeah, they're all here, the Tiny Tims and the Uncle Toms. Redheads, brunettes, brownettes, and the dyed-haired blondes who talk to dogs, chase broads, and have hopes of being mobbed, who mislay their dreams and later claim that they were robbed. And every night it's gonna be the same old thing, getting high, getting drunk, getting horny, lost even at Martha's Vineyard again. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Music Show. I'm Billy Pennell. Take care of each other and love the music.